Happy Thanksgiving! Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought, and we're on 45 today. 45! The Big Turkey. Yeah. So today's Thanksgiving, and in today's episode, what do we talk about? Thanksgiving! All, all about thanks. All about thanks. We talk about our favorite meals, what we are thankful for. We slightly digress just a little bit on technology, and of course, it gets brought back up about how I'm, well... Just the memes and everything. <laughs> I, Can't I avoid that, the memes. As I say that somewhat shamefully. You know what? It's totally fine because I'm thankful Victor is here to film this episode and we have a great show for you. And with that being said, episode number 45, Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just waiting on you. So what's up? I, I do. I, did you want to? I thought you had something you wanted to talk about right away. Oh well, Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, Thanksgiving. It's, it's absolutely Thanksgiving, and the you know uh, I think a lot of people I feel like have pretty big family gatherings over Thanksgiving, but it ranges, right? I don't know, because you – what's your typical Thanksgiving experience like? Okay, so uh, let me tell you typical. what it used to in the, be like. In, it used to be when, when you it, were like living around home and coming back from college yep, and, and what it's like been that. for like the last 10 years. Exactly. So growing up, we would always go to Albuquerque. And in Albuquerque, it would be my family. It would be – we'd see my aunts and uncles and my grandmother. So typically there would be – Myself, brother, sister, mom, dad, that's five people, aunt and uncle, and two cousins, that's four more, that's nine, and uncle and two cousins, that's 13, a few random people, like close friends of theirs, and, you know, my grandmother. So typically 15 to 20 people at one person's house. Yeah, yeah. And when I went to college, I think my freshman year was the last time we went there because I was like, I do not want to travel when I'm at home for Thanksgiving break from college. Like, I drove here two and a half hours. I don't want to get in a fucking airplane at 5.30 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'll sleep in my own bed. So the last several years, probably 10 years or so, it's just been at our house, mom, dad, brother, sister, and that's it. And a few years ago... Uh, we had my dad's, uh, one of his best friends from when he was growing up, their family came over, which is like, it was just three of them. And then one year, I think maybe the same year, my, my sister had one or two friends from college come over, but it's been very small. Yeah. See, and I think proportion is really important because for us, it used to be, so (laughs) it was my grandmother uh, on my mom's side, my mom and her brother, so my uncle, and both of our families would always get together with my grandmother, and we would spend both Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas together. And Thanksgiving would always be at our place, the Thorsell place, mm-hmm. the residence, and uh, Christmas would be at the Zasek residence. And so it was, it was always really tiny, right? You know, it just immediate family, and. Because we were all around the same age. I was the oldest. Oldest. At, and I am I just turned 30. So everyone is is much younger than me. Just graduating college. Yeah. Getting getting out into the world. My uh, youngest cousin 
just I think he just finished his freshman year of of college, so I think that's the age range. But as it goes, everyone sort of gets relationships when they get older, and this was the year where uh, my sister, my uh, oldest cousin, it was yeah, it was both of them. I think that had their significant others over, and then my mom's friend from. Uh, childhood when she was growing up in like the the south side of Chicago, mm. um, she has been a re- recurring member of the family. We call her Aunt Sue, and she ha- comes uh, pretty frequently to our Thanksgiving and, and Christmas uh, gatherings. So it. yeah, uh, this this was unusual because it was just <laughs> we had I think we had thirteen people this year, which um, for us normally having you know, seven is, oh, is, okay. is almost double the size, which, you know, is startling when you actually think about it in, in when you're used to a, a habit and a routine, right. Of just a very intimate, small gathering. Everyone's able to sort of be in the family room. Everyone's sort of talking to each other at the same time, very intimate. And then you have the dynamic of, Oh, suddenly you have double the number of people. And I found myself sort of off in the corner realizing you have a, a conversation going on over here, conversation going on over here, conversation going yes, on across the side yes. of the room. You have me and somebody across the room, my my aunt, who is off a, uh, on the other side of the room. Both of us are, like, not paired off in the conversations mm-hmm. that are going on just because that's what happens when you get into I large groups. Saying, yeah. Everyone sort of breaks down into their subgroups and has a intimate conversation. And I found myself not engaged, not close enough to be engaged in one or the other. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, it's crazy how just a, a handful more of people can totally disrupt like the dynamic of a, like, it's like I always felt party. engaged before. Yeah. It's like when you're at a party and you don't want to seem like that guy that is just standing there talking to no one. It's like, how do I find my or way Or intruding into a onto another conversation. <laughs> I didn't want to be like leaning really close and yeah. getting into another conversation and I, no one would have really cared. It wasn't a family gathering. It, it doesn't really matter. But it was very interesting because it didn't flow the way that it normally used to mm-hmm. where I just sat back and the conversation sort of was in the room. Everyone was part of a general conversation. Maybe there was a, a side conversation here or there, but everyone was sort of on the same wavelength. This year, totally different. It was very segmented. A lot of different individual conversations going on. I don't like large gatherings as an adult because I hate answering the same fucking question every 15 minutes. You, you got to try and make it interesting. Like, but that was my here's attitude. The thing, here's the thing. It's because those, like, those default questions to get conversations started, like, you know, what have you been up to lately? How is work? Where are you going to school? What's your major? Like, I fucking hate all that shit. I'd much rather talk to someone about something, like, completely unrelated to anything of those topics and then i would have no problem after the conversation starts to maybe come to that saying like oh yeah i'm going to school here or oh, this is my major or this out but i really don't fucking like it when like those are the questions that really start the conversation off like you you have nothing you can't think of any more creative question to ask me to start a conversation than the, the fucking question that i've already answered you know every 15 minutes for the last three hours mm. I think you I think you nail it right there because that's the problem when you get into the large, large groups, yes. which is like plus 15, more than 15 people. You tend to have so many different groups coming in where it's just like, 
I don't know what to do, so I'm going to ask the standard question. Yes. What are you up to? How's work? Like the the same rhetorical redundant questions, whereas when you're below 15, like I've always experienced, you. I mean, yeah, seg- conversations can be segmented and all that, but it's there's still a – there's never the question of it, – it would be too awkward to ask like – so what have you been doing? Like, what have you been up to? Because that's just not, I don't know. Our family doesn't tend to, yeah. our family doesn't go that way. And so when we're all around each other and we know that that's not questions you should ask, yeah. it tends to just be like, so like something interesting sparks the conversation and we go from there. Yes. But it's never, it's never like, oh, so how's work? We're never, we're never going to go Fucking in that direction. Yeah. And I think, I think all of my family is on the same page, which is, one of the things I'm thankful for in that it you never have to deal with, oh, so what do you all do these days? Question. Like, how's yeah. life? Like, what? But I did get, alternatively, I did get interesting questions like, oh, you know, have you been considering going back into the ministry? And that opened a conversation to another interesting topic that something that I wanted to talk about and something that they were interested in. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was not the like, how are you doing kind of thing of just I don't want to tell you how I'm doing. Yeah. It was it was very specific and it was it was guided in a way that engaged both people and I think that's what I really appreciate about my own family gatherings but it's crazy I hear stories just about Thanksgiving horror stories like boring stories horror like and, well it goes from boring to horror but yeah from your family? No, not mine. I'm what just saying mean? people who I talk to. Oh, horror stories yeah, about just, people in, like, in general, getting, like, like family yelling at each other. Being, some, a, being a pastor, shit. you hear about all the family drama. Oh, okay, that, I that see goes what you're on. Yeah, okay, uh, totally. What is your favorite? Um, what is your favorite dish? Thanksgiving dish? Like, 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 just to name a few. You got obviously the turkey stuffing, casserole, apple or cherry pie, or you know, uh, mashed potatoes. Is there anything that? You just love that you look forward to the most. Okay. <laughs> Mine is stuffing. This is going to sound so weird. Um, but instinctually, this was the first thing that popped in my head. Sauerkraut pierogies. The fuck is that? Do you know what pierogies are? No. Like breaded. They're they're a Polish. A lot of times there's potatoes in a breading. There's a it's like a doughy breading, okay, and you fry it. So pierogies are like breaded dough filled with a particular topping. It's normally potatoes, and it's fried and served, and okay. it's really really good. Okay. It's like um oh uh, Chinese food. Uh, I okay okay like I a like, like an egg a, roll kind of like that almost, but without the egg. I get what you're saying. Like a doughy breading. I get what you're saying. Like a doughy like a. Uh, like a like a doughy breading filled with They're, potatoes. Like a dumpling, d- dumpling. <laughs> it's a, a dumpling. Do you know what a dumpling yes, is? I know what a dumpling okay, is so that. it's like a dumpling filled with sauerkraut. Okay, and it's really, really good. I really, really like it. And anytime that they didn't serve it this year, so I, my family does sometimes listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, but that's not a big deal. I I would say instinctually, that's probably the thing I look forward to the most is those sauerkraut dumplings. I love Thanksgiving. Oh, so good. Is actually my favorite holiday of all the holidays there are, I think, because I just love the variety of food. Really? What would you think my favorite? It definitely wasn't Christmas. Okay. So, what do you think uh, it was? I actually, mean, I, I think I, when the holiday rolls around, I'm like, this is my favorite holiday. 
Yeah. I mean, except Christmas. I like Christmas, but I don't but like the it, like chaos. Is your, yeah, yeah, and it. and it depends what your priorities are. Like, if you like food, if yeah. you enjoy food, then Thanksgiving is probably your holiday. I don't really because care you have for such Halloween. a variety. Yeah, yeah. Halloween, Easter. I don't care um, for Halloween. I don't care for Easter. Christmas is okay. Mardi Gras. Uh, that New Year's a real holiday to Eve. Me. New Year's Eve is a really good one. But I'm last year. I was like, I was at this party. And by 11.30, I was like, yep, I'm ready to go home. I don't really give a shit about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, it depends. Yeah. Depends on my mood. Fourth of July is a good one. I think this is just a really good time period. I think between here and Christmas is a, just a time that should be filled with joy and, and family and reflecting on what's gone on the past year. Yeah. What do you what do you think? I don't think about that a whole you lot. You don't think about that. Of My brain starts thinking yeah. like let's get this shit over with so and, and and get to spring. That's usually what I'm thinking. But I like snow for about a day and then I want it to melt. <laughs> and I like the Christmas lights. Okay. And I don't mind Christmas yeah, music so yeah, long as I hear yeah. it in the month of December. Okay. But I found that I am more tolerable of it uh, on or after Thanksgiving. I heard, I heard some on the radio the other day, and I was like, it's not even Thanksgiving. And I heard some today, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I do have to say there is that sense of dread of post-Thanksgiving where you just enter that period of everything is holidays. Yeah. Every, everything is Christmas. Everything is garnished. It's too much. I get the whole happy holidays thing, um, but... I wouldn't mind hearing Merry Christmas more often because let's be honest, what, 90% of the people in our area or in this country celebrate Christmas? 90%? I don't know if it's I'm going to say without high. any factual data that it is at least 90%. <clears throat> would you um, – okay. Uh, would you say Merry Christmas to a man checking out stuff at a counter at uh, who was – of Middle Eastern descent. No, I don't say Merry Christmas. I don't say anything other than bye. No, well, but I mean like, okay, fine. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If someone says it to me, I'll maybe say it back. Yeah. But when you're saying like people should just embrace the idea of saying Merry Christmas. Well, what am I going to say? Happy holidays? What holiday do they celebrate? No, I totally agree. I mean, you know and, and, and honestly too, it's kind of a disguise. And you don't know if the guy's Middle no. Eastern, maybe he's Christian. Like you don't, no one fucking knows. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Totally. Um, and, yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, is, like, is it too PC to say Merry uh, Christmas? Absolutely. Oh, to so? say Merry Christmas? To say Merry Christmas in this day is and age. Is it too PC? Yeah. Like, to not. Or to, to oh. you know what I'm saying. Like, yes, I know what you're saying. Honestly, I don't care. Like, I'm so over all the PC stuff to yeah. a certain degree. <laughs> Am I making this difficult for you? You have that look like... Like you're not happy with my response. <laughs> no, uh, you you have me thinking a lot because I was, dude. There are, there are times during family gatherings where politics will come up and it just ends up being a shit show. This was not one of those years. Thank God. Um, okay. It was it was one of those things that sort of like kind of went off the rails. And so when you mentioned that, I was just thinking to myself, like PC politics. Oh yeah, I mean there's a lot to sort of nitpick about these days and if you have a family member who's gonna go off the rails and go on their own high horse about some topic or another it doesn't matter what side of the aisle that they're on but they just choose to like make that a thing oh 
all hell can break loose if you say the wrong thing. And so you have to have a person there to defuse the situation and just say a line that just makes it totally nonpartisan and be like, oh, like, yeah, this is something that we can all sort of empathize with. Like, you do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But I think people also should realize whether they say happy holidays or Merry Christmas or whatever the hell, like, it's not necessarily those words. It's the intent behind them. Like, I hope you have a good time during this season. Like, it's just like, I hope, you know what I'm saying? I (laughs) wish good fortune comes your way. It's not necessarily like Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah. It's like, no, like, it's, I am the, the spirit of the times is in me, and I, I, I'm passing it on to you, and I hope it fills you with joy, is really what... How Christian of you. The thing is saying, yeah. you know? No, I mean spirit and, like, you, you know what I'm no. saying. No, no, I don't. No, no, I'm just oh, kidding. I, t- I totally do. Um, no, but, uh, well, and that's the other track, too, is that, uh, you know what? I I totally lost my train of thought, so I'm not going to go there. It's probably because I explained myself so well you, you have no rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, let me say this, though, too. The other day, uh, someone wished me happy holidays, and it was funny because a few people have done that, and it's like, I know you want to tell me happy Thanksgiving, but you're not going to because you're afraid that you might offend me. Yeah. Because we're clearly not in the month of December, which happy holidays covers Christmas and Kwanzaa and Hanukkah are like the three major things. If there's yeah. anything else, someone please tell me. But it was funny because they're like, happy holidays. It's like, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. You mean happy Thanksgiving? But you could tell this look in their eyes like that they want to say happy Thanksgiving, but they're not going to because they're told that they need to say happy holidays. Otherwise, they're a bad person because they might offend somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's a challenge for sure. (laughs) So what else you got? Uh, So today I worked out and uh, I had a really good workout. But then by the time that we had... Thanksgiving, we ate like two o'clock today, relatively a little bit on the earlier side. But um, I didn't. I like got. I slept really well. I go to the gym, and I come back, and I am just waiting for this meal to be served. Like people are going in and out of the kitchen, and I'm just like, can we just eat already? Like I am dying because I'm so yeah. hungry. Yeah, yeah, and. I start picking away at, like, some of the stuffing and the stuff. I, I ate so much cheese. My, my I ate plate, so much fucking my cheese. My plate yeah. is, is, is full and ready to be eaten for about ten minutes before, like, <laughs> everyone finally gets their shit together. Yeah. And then afterwards, I just felt – and I only had one plate of food. I felt so exhausted. I'm like, why is this? I'm like, oh, I went to the gym earlier today. And um, it was funny because Mm-mm. today I woke up at, like, 7.30 or 8.00. I finished watching the documentary um, Jim and Andy or Andy and Jim or whatever the hell it's called where Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon and they like finally released the footage. And um, I finished watching that. I did about nothing for like an hour and a half after that. I was like, I have to go to the gym. I can't just do nothing today because I could feel in my body. It's like I need to do something physical. So I go to the gym. I come back and then I'm like doing a bunch of nothing afterwards. <laughs> My life has been getting sucked into my phone because I got like four games of Oh yeah, dude. I got like Fancy. four games of words with friends going on right words now. Words with friends, really? So like okay. every so it's been like I'm sitting there and I respond I play a move, right? And then I, I go to the next game to play another move. By the time I play that move, someone else has responded to my previous move, so it's just like 
I have to just keep I just like it just sucks. My <laughs> what I need to do is just take a break for like twenty four hours and not play that game. Dude, um, cell phone addictions are just as real as any other addiction. It it sucks you in, man. It totally diverts you from your primary purpose in life. Yeah. Of living life to the fullest. I heard uh, on something I'm going to – I tried it a couple times, uh, not looking at your cell phone the first hour of your day. Not looking at your that, at all. That would be hard, man. Because then your first hour of your day, you're starting the day off by standing by, waiting to you know react to something as opposed to um, – not having your phone and be like, okay, this is what I need to do with my day. Yeah. So it's like, as opposed to, this is what I need to do with my day. You wake up, you look at your phone, check the email, check the Instagram. So you're in a stupor right from the get-go rather than like gung-ho, got to get this shit done. Yeah, no, it, it totally distracts you from actually focusing on what you yourself need to do. It yeah. puts it on something else. At the same time, we're in that period of where you could wake up in the morning and we could totally be at a nuclear war with other people. Yeah. And so I think that there's kind of this, I don't know, instinctual reaction to know what happened the moment we wake up, to have that reassurance that we're still all here, that that nothing crazy shit has gone down, that suddenly there hasn't been a coup in the United States or something like that, which – Sounds outrageous, but at the same time, as kind of in the climate that we're I in right now, people look for reassurance. I do enjoy looking at Google, and right away you see, like, Google trending. So you have, like, top yeah, stories totally. that are going on up to date. I discovered the uh, Google newsstand for my PC, which has totally changed the way that I consume news. Really? Tell yeah. me more. Well, it it's just you log in with your Google account. And it's the newsstand, so it has all the articles from the main publications, trusted publications, top stories, things that have gained traction uh, among trusted sources. And so it it's it it accumulates all the headlines and it tries to place them in order of what what the country and what the world is talking about most at the very top. And it's really really useful because you get a chance to see. Anything from CNN to Fox News to, to Huffington Post to some of these really like conservative or really liberal sites and you get a chance to see the full spectrum of what people are saying about particular topics or issues and things like that. And it's a really good way that I will wake up and I'll be like, okay, click on that. If, they, if, they're all, if all the headlines are saying the same thing from different sources talking about a particular issue, then I know it's a big deal. Okay. Whereas if they're all sort of talking about different issues – I may skim it and be like, okay, not a big deal, close out of it. And so that's how I choose whether or not to like actually engage with the morning news is if there's a big story, which is one that's being reported on by everyone, I'll be like, okay, that's worth seeing what's going on. Whereas, you know, standard right. day, you can, you. you can take a pass. Totally. So well, uh, there's this guy in my, one of my previous classes, he, uh, his phone was only a flip phone, and he, it was like it cost him only like I don't know eight dollars a month or ten dollars a month to have, and he did it because it was so cheap. Yeah, I was like, man, what? I wonder <laughs> what you can do. The endless possibilities of what you can do with your day if you only have a phone that makes phone calls <laughs> or text messages. That's so true. You know? That's so true. Because the moment today when I felt like I was 
disengage that moment where everyone was sort of in their interpersonal conversations, mm-hmm. whip out my phone, be like, yep. uh, I don't play mobile games either, so I don't have something I'm addicted to on my phone. And so I'm just like scrolling through my apps. What app can I look at? Uh, yeah. I haven't looked at this app in a while. Maybe I'll check that out. Like, oh, sports scores. I'll look at that. Yeah. Maybe like Tom Newstar. But yeah, check my email. I'm just like, but I got nothing to like stick to. And I'm just like, mm, scroll, scroll, yeah. scroll, scroll. I was listening to a, a, I think it was Chris Hardwick, and he had, who do you have on? TJ Miller or somebody, and they were talking about how, like, yeah, I was, uh, I had lost my phone, or I didn't have, or it was out of bat, or something. The person didn't have the phone. And they were waiting for someone to, like, pick them up outside their apartment or something like that. And he said it was really weird because I had that, he's like, I had the instinct to reach for my phone, and I didn't have it. And I was left with no choice but to just wait. Mm. and be aware of my thoughts wow. and think about things that wow. were in my mind. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. That's the danger of podcasting is that you can always have something that's in, in the back of your head that makes you not have to think about your own thoughts. I know. I know. But it was really interesting. I remember, too, when cell phones came out. Uh, well, when cell phones came out. They came out, like, in the 80s. But when early 2000s or... It had to have been seeing advertisements for a phone. It was like, look at this phone. This is a text message. And I'm like, this is stupid. Who else is going to have this brand new phone that can receive the text message? If you buy, even if you yeah, buy this phone, yeah. who's going to have a phone yeah. that can receive the message that you send? Yeah. And I remember thinking that and seeing this had to have been like. But it was Glen Ellen, so all of our classmates ended up getting it first in line. I mean, we were the we were first wave when it yeah. came to technology. Well, I remember our when we were sixteen. It was. It was common for someone not to have a phone. Yeah. Just yeah. Oh, totally. It was like yeah, yeah. probably 50-50. But, I mean, when we... I, I remember calling... Like, I even had a phone by the time we were seniors in high school, I want to say. I got one for when I turned 16. Yeah. And that that was, I mean, back in 2004, I want to say, 2000, because we graduated in 2006. Yeah. And so that would have been... 2004 to 2006, pretty much everyone by the time we graduated had a cell phone. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, yeah. I remember like Bill, Except for Chander Cannon. I remember Bill oh, had to like guy. share his cell phone with his sister, <laughs> his younger sister, <laughs> who was, I think his sister's three years younger than him. But can you imagine being like, you know, in 11th <laughs> or 12th grade and having to share a phone yeah. with someone three years younger? <laughs> well, and I, dude, because I was with Neil at the bar yesterday and we were talking with the bartender and as we're talking she just like pulls up her phone and starts like looking through her social media and as totally unrelated conversation and she's just like oh i have this interesting thing to show you that i posted on facebook that got a lot of likes and i keep thinking to myself is this really how most people sort of orient their lives the millennial like those around our age range the mm-hmm. millenn- millennial generation yeah. orient their lives when it comes to facebook and twitter and social media i'm not really into that so i don't really i can't really relate to how viral this sort of attitude is towards always being connected via social media and knowing what other people are thinking 
I don't know. I know do you saying. do you have a better sense? I mean, yes, I don't because, know if you're more integrated into yeah, the yeah. I mean, you know, I screw Curly, <laughs> screw Curly, you fuck Jerry, you <laughs> no, fuck Jerry, yeah. Screw. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna get that screw right eventually. Curly. All right. Yeah, I knew it's something along fuck those Jerry, lines. Fuck Jerry, and then there's Jerry I'm, News. You know the problem is I keep saying fuck Curly, and so it gets ingrained in, or screw Curly. Um, it's in in my head. Yeah, now. because yeah. it's like because it's. It's fun. Like, for example, if I see something that's funny, I want to share that with someone. And, like, I think this is funny. Take a look at this. And it just so happens that it's accessible in my in my hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and because you can just stream, you can just easily just swipe and look at new stuff so quickly. It's like, look at this. Oh, that's cool. Hey. Oh, then look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. But if I'm having a conversation, I mean, I don't know. It's hard because we're in the midst of this you know, this beginning of a new era. Technological era. So yeah, sure. it's hard to for gauge. Sure. Yeah. But I... <laughs> I just <laughs> Victor, lost my thought Victor's as I was his scrolling phone through my phone. Absolutely. This I'm going to just... Sh- <laughs> thing but look ever. at this one. You can appreciate that. <laughs> I'm in a relationship with mashed potatoes. It's on the Beige All Cardigan right. Instagram yep. page, and it looks like a, it's a screenshot of what it looks like, like a in-relationship Facebook Lord thing Almighty. with a blue heart, in a relationship with mashed potatoes, and then in smaller yeah. letters, today. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my God. What have we become? <laughs> Look at this one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, this shit is so funny, Why? dude. I don't this understand this. This is stupid fucking memes, man. Dude, memes are oh, so the worst, funny. The worst. All right. So before we get off, off track. Oh, I, my God. Oh, my God. Have this we already lost this? Okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> so before we get too off track, I do I do want to return to what are you thankful for this year? Like looking back at 2018, like I'm thankful what? for my uh, – the direction that I have, my trajectory – how so? There's so that I'm like I'm uh, more. I think like at, I think I'm more at peace where I am. I think last hmm. year I was like really frustrated where I was and yeah. where I was not in life in regards to just like you want to pick up and just like, to California in regards to just like yeah quote unquote career or like job and money and living and you and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but now it's been it's awesome because it's like I've been now it's over a year for Second City. I'm almost finished with the lab. I like wow. know what I want to do yeah. for the new year. Like we've got this awesome podcast thing going on, and um, I'm just like way more I think comfortable and at peace and excited. Whereas yeah, last year when I wanted to. That, looking back, was a fucking terrible idea. So happy I didn't do that. I guarantee I would have just ran out of money and had to come back or something like that. Was there, like, a sense of desperation back then of just, like, I I have to change something? Like, something has has to change. It's funny because – it's funny because looking back, if I want to tell the truth – to myself, which is a hard thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, if I were to be it. completely preach honest it. with myself and yeah. not try and trick myself or lie to myself, I was I was attempting to escape any 
problems that needed to be resolved. Okay. I wanted to just wow. run away wow. <laughs> and just leave. Wow. It's like, I'm so fucking over all this. Wow. Dude, but if you that think about it, it doesn't say matter that, that where you, you are. Man, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm way more. Um, I think I was just, you know, I was. I read a lot of self help and like spiritual books, not religious texts, but just like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. enjoy the moment type of thing, like the current, the the present, and enjoy your burrito. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um. And following your intuition and everything, and I realized, like, this time last year, well, I mean, October, let's say, it's November right now, but the beginning of October, uh, the first two weeks of that month was when I, like, reached a climax, like, I was pulling my hair out, like, I just fucking can't take it anymore, Mm. something's gotta give, Mm -hmm. was because I was not following the path that I was intended to walk here on earth. Mm. That's what it was. You ever read the book? You ever hear of the book, The Alchemist? I know you've never read it. Mm-hmm. I already know you've never no, read I've, it. No, I've heard of it. Yeah. You got to read it. It is a pretty awesome book. Okay. Read that and then get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> that I may have to get back to you next year. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> wow but so yeah. reflecting yeah uh, just thankful for the transition then mm-hmm. of yeah then to now for sure do you feel like you you understand life a little bit more in this past year or is it still just an ongoing i think you struggle? just continue oh it's not a struggle but i think you just understand life a little bit more every year that passes no matter how old you are hmm I'm really excited to be like 80 or 90. There's so much knowledge and wisdom. Think about the pain that it'll take you to get there though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like dying to be 90. I love being 29 right now. I'm saying I wisdom wisdom comes through the painful experiences yeah. that we have. In I know, life, you know. Yeah, man. What are you thankful for? I am so thankful for Oh man, I have to say first and foremost family. I I don't know what I would have done without my family's support this past year, especially considering it was such a rebuilding year. My family had a lot of patience with me. I I went on I sort of just I crashed and burned in 2016, and so 2017 was one of those rebuilding years and I didn't really know where I wanted to rebuild because I felt like I had sort of crumbled to the ashes and it was out of those ashes that something was going to sprout. I didn't know a in, phoenix. in what direction. Dude, I was thinking more of like a bean sprout, but, <laughs> but a phoenix is cool too. And it, you know, it could go in any direction. And I was sort of open. I, I don't know if I was open necessarily where it was going to go. I wanted it to go in a particular direction. I wanted something like great to happen um, in 2017. And while that was my hope, I found. Myself to come up against wall after wall after wall. There was a lot of hurdles. There was a lot of um, trials and tribulations that I ended up facing over the course of this period. And it was it was disheartening at times because I felt like, you know, with all of these impending things that I have to face, 
I'll, I, I will say all of them, all of them caused by my own actions in the past, right? It was fate sort of catching up to meet me and to say, it's time to pay your due. And I knew 2017 was going to be a year where it was time to pay my due. I just didn't know what that due would look like. And so for the first part of 2017, it was this act of resistance where I was like, I want to push it off as long as possible. I want to face the consequences, you know, down the road. And what I came to realize in, uh, I think the, the, <laughs> the collapse and recovery that I've, I've strived to try and embody has been one where it's like, you know what, accept, accept the consequences of your actions. You know, that was sort of the message that was communicated to me a lot through, throughout 2017 was like, you need, you need to, you need to first acknowledge your actions need changing. Like the way that you live your life needs to be better. And then the second part was there are consequences to have living, to have been living a life that is not the life you should be living. What those consequences are, whether it's in the form of like lost relationships or in the form of like legal consequences. You know, I've experienced the full spectrum of that over the course of this year and it's made me stop and reflect and and think to myself, you know, when when you stop running, when you stop running from your past and you just embrace both the the best parts about you, which is important, mm-hmm. but also the the worst parts. And the worst parts are the hardest parts to mine up because a lot of times I would I would convince myself that they didn't exist or that they weren't actually a bad thing, like something that I didn't need to deal with. And I think 2017 for me was a reckoning. And it was like a, you know, <laughs> you're, you're paying, uh, who was the guy who crosses the, the lake of fire in, uh, to, to go to Hades, the Greek, like the Greek, river of sticks, the river of sticks. Yeah. The, the, uh, the boatman. I cannot recall with the coins over the eyes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now. No, I mean, I, 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 yeah, it was one of those instances where I felt like, you know what, you just need to close your eyes and accept what your fate is going to be. And once I was like, you know what, I, I am willing to sort of absorb whatever comes in my direction. My life ended up getting that much easier because I both, I, I acknowledged, I acknowledged my shortcomings and I said, it is my goal in my life to make amends to this to the best of my personal ability. And if that's, you know, through legal or interpersonal or like just saying I'm sorry, like I'm going to do what I can to try and start rebuilding. It's going to take a long time. I acknowledge it's not all going to be done at one time, but you got to start somewhere. And so I start at a particular point and say, this is where, this is the day I'm going to change my life. Like today is the day. There's a, um, there's a quote. That I know, I, it's. I think it's. I, I cannot recall which pope. Maybe Pope John Paul II. I can't recall exactly. And the quote is something along the lines of, like, every man, every man who got where he is, every man who got where he is started from where he was, or something along those lines. Mm. It's like, oh man, it's so mm. simple but so true. Mm. Yeah. You know, traveling and going through the journey of life 
But I think the the other thing too that this past year has taught me is observation is just as important. Like setting aside your ego and actually watching the way that other people live their lives and like saying this is an admirable quality. Like God, I look at my mom and she lives an admirable life. Like she lives a life that is, you know, dedicated to a higher power that uh, truly keeps her grounded. I look at Ray, like he lives his life the same way. I look at all these people around me and they're even you, man. Like I look at you and yeah, you get a lot of stuff wrong, but I mean, fundamentally, (laughs) fundamentally, like you got the right idea. You're living life the way that you should. And so (laughs) I love surrounding myself with people who, who get it like at the core of who they are, are genuinely good people who, who just want to be the best person that they possibly can. I, um, that's where it's at, man. I watch, uh, when I can, like motivational videos on YouTube and one really good channel is uh, Mulligan Brothers. And I remember one thing that uh, someone had said on that. I don't know. It's just like a bunch of compilations that of uh, from famous people, either from like the films that they were in or interviews or whatever. It's just all these compilations. And one of them was said like, just do what's hard. Choose to do what is hard. You know, meaning Hmm. obviously don't take the easy route, but if there's no resistance in your life, then there is not going to be any growth. Hmm. I think that sums up what I'm thankful for is what I've been able to observe around me. Like that exact, exact thing. Like I am, I am thankful for the experiences of others that have made me a better person as a result of like seeing how they live a life worth living like i see the embodiment of that i see the joy they get out of that the fulfillment that they have in their life the joy that they have in their eyes Mm -hmm. and to me that's like i want to be there what is on the horizon for you for 2018 meaning what are things that you want to accomplish for 2018 and i say i bring this up now because it's inc- it's great for people to be ambitious. It's incredibly hard for all of a sudden to just stop everything or change everything on January 1st. Hmm. You got, you know, yeah. five or totally. six weeks. We got about five weeks totally. to easily transition into the new year. What are some things that are on the forefront <laughs> of your mind for 2018 that Rick Storcell wishes to accomplish in regards to actual you know feats or maybe just um ways that you go about thinking or your attitude or whatnot what's well, interesting because i thought 2017 heading in even though i'd gotten a lot of people who were saying like 2017 is going to be a great year like it's going to be really good like every year's going to be the, a great year it's going to be know? <laughs> you know like you set the worst behind you you know you're moving on i knew i deep down i knew to myself I, I told myself that that 2017 was going to be one of those years where there was going to be a lot of reckoning to be had, and it was not going to be a very pleasant year. I was going to have to deal with a lot of shit. 2018, I have a very, very different perspective because I have been willing – I think the difference is I have been willing to confront the things that I've been putting off for years and years and years and be able to face the music. And now that the that's over, it's lent me this air of freedom and – for 2018, I see freedom as the thing that I'm getting out of 
what I had to deal with in 2017. I have so many opportunities before me right now that I can't even describe the joy of just knowing that I could be moving to anywhere from Minneapolis to Tennessee to New York to New Jersey to Illinois to back to Iowa. I mean, any of these places, there are opportunities. Where would you live in Illinois? We are in around Illinois. here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, no, stay here. I mean, at, just at, a different place. Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, geogra- gotcha. Okay. geographically speaking, there are probably maybe eight states or so that I have a legitimate path of moving to mm-hmm. because there are so many different options that are open before me because I've reconciled with my past and I've moved beyond the hurt that I've caused other people and been able to make amends where I've been able to. And as a result, like opportunities have opened up before me in a way that I can't describe. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Like it, it makes zero sense to me why all of these opportunities have just appeared. And it's like, Oh, now, wow, this could be a perfect time to like be a part of a new growing community. And that, that is really, really exciting. I mean, heck, even what we're doing here with, with this podcast, this itself is an opportunity that for, if whatever reason it, it explodes to be, we're <laughs> people listen to us. Yeah. I mean, like, well, it's funny that you say that. It's, it's crazy. You look, know, if you look, I'm back open at, to it. Yeah. I am. Well, if you look back at the numbers, uh, something there was like a huge boom in downloads and listens just this month alone yeah. as opposed to last month so yeah. there's yeah. potential and and surprises like that it's like if you're willing to spend the time and dedication even if it's just showing up and being present dude showing up is half of it and in neil's case it's three-fourths <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because when you texted me today saying um hey you know, uh, I'm about ready now in the next 30 minutes. I was lying in bed and I almost want to text you back. Like, can we just do this tomorrow? I want to go to bed. And I was like, I know it's Thursday, but tomorrow's Friday. Mm. We're not going to record on Sunday cause he's going to mm. be out of town. And I was like, Oh shit. He's leaving for out of town tomorrow. It's like, all right, getting out of bed. We did it. I'm going to eat some more Turkey and stuffing. I'm kind of awake now. Yeah. So fuck gotta go do this podcast <laughs> but it's like no yeah, i had, I had yeah, a great time totally. doing it but it's just like those that 10 to 15 minute window where i have to tell my body like no you're not tired you're gonna get up and you're gonna walk out that door and you're gonna do a fucking great podcast episode and then like once you get in the car everything's fine it's yeah, like going to the totally. gym too absolutely like, if you just yeah. take that split second to think about it instead of just doing it it makes the feat so much more difficult to accomplish yeah. just like don't even think about it just do it just, just do, do, it. do it yeah but yeah, that's the moral. That's the moral. Just, Just do, do it. it. <laughs> Can we say do that? it? Do it. Uh, did we steal Nike's we trademark? We just did. All right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you want to touch on no, or man, I, conclude I, with? I am just so thankful for friends, for family. Victor, I'm thankful for you. Aww. You're, you're such a great friend. So thank you for... Thank you for all that you give me. I was about to make a super crude joke, but I refrained <laughs> myself since you have family that listens to this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I guess that is it. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Eat some turkey. <laughs> <laughs>